Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. So it's let's talk about it. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I was watching Journeys to Love. Uh-huh. So when you saw my name was Mohani Love, didn't you guys say, oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, yeah. We were made screen. to be here. We are we are home. We are. And he, <laughs> look, I watched the video, right? And I was like, oh, so let me tell you what y'all can do so well. <laughs> looking at the picture right y'all are very sexy i see the love it's like and the way and listen the way you hold her and the smile on her face you know the poles on the floor with the bikes uh-huh. i was like wait i gotta go find me somebody so i can have a journey to love like it. i don't know about riding a bike because i can't even ride a regular bike but <laughs> uh, we, do, we do two up we've taken people oh yeah. Where, oh yeah where are we talking to you from Love. Oh my goodness. It, uh, tell me how did it start? I want all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> well, I'm sitting I here still trying to I want the truth. Not the TV. I'm still stuff. trying to work out that I'm still trying to work out that you called a sexy. I haven't been called that in like 40 years. Wait a minute, I call you that all the time. Okay, well you do, but you've got the love guy. If anybody else does, I don't but, know. but let me tell you. Okay, so those photos, when did you take them? Uh Five years ago? Yeah, it was 20, yeah, 2016. 16. It was after, yeah, our first, the first journey we took was in 2015, for Journeys to Love, because we've written oh. all of that before, but the first journey was 2015, so that yeah. was six years. About six years ago, before I cut my hair. Yeah, it doesn't Just matter. Just growing out of Y'all still got it. I'm going to tell you, it's a picture. I don't know where I saw this at, and then it, it left. I was like, yes. you have your, um, Scott, you have your hand on her face. Scott, like this? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, former oh, I said, oh, he's showing all the muscles. I said, <laughs> that's the picture right there. And I'm like, yep. That's what I like. No charge for the gun. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, do you guys have any kids? I want to find you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah, two we... grown kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, a boy and a girl. Yep. Oh, so you had the boy and a girl. You need, after that, that was like. It. We ran out well, of yeah. We, we ran out of bedrooms. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you didn't want to do like everybody else, just get more bedrooms. You said no, let's just stop. No, no, yeah. we've never been money motivated. No, so, we've all, we, we always downsize, not we, upsize. <laughs> yeah, we checked off the boy and girl spots on the form, and we were done. And we were done. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're gonna stay with you. So far, we're smart and sexy. We like you a lot. (laughs) I tell the truth, and then to see y'all on the bikes, I was looking at the thing. I was like, "Wow, you 
same thing about you. I mean, and y'all look like y'all so much fun. We do. And actually, we, we, tried. We, we, tried. We, we kind of went around your initial question. So maybe, maybe we ought to take a, a stab at that. Because okay, it, it let's, has go back. let's go back. So, okay, so is, the, is the question how we started the Journeys to Love or is the question how we started our Journey to Love? I want, how did you two start and then lead me Take that one and then I'll be the problem. I want, and lead me into... Journey to love. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to take you all the way back to the beginning. I very first, no, not like birth, but. Okay. <laughs> God said, let there be love. <laughs> way back. Well, you said the beginning. So I actually met him when I was in junior high. He was my student, oh, student teacher. Student. Yeah, I, was, I was the student assistant in the sex ed class. Yeah. He walks into the sex ed class. True? It really is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he literally took my breath away. He comes sauntering. You gotta remember, this is like the seventies. He comes sauntering in with his long hair. We all sauntered in the seventies. Yeah, 70s. he was he was a sexy guy. Um, and then I stalked him um, for most of my <laughs> high school. <laughs> well, I I I you know we both dated other people, but I always knew who he was dating, and. Um, my God, that really does make me sound like a stalker. <laughs> so he um, he actually asked me out. I was dating a mutual friend of ours at the time, and he asked me if I needed a ride home. And I said yes, and he gave me a ride home on the back of his motorcycle, which is every dad's dream. Oh no, it gets better. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me fill in that visual for you. I, I had left school the first quarter of my senior year mm -hmm. because I was playing full-time band. And okay. I was so far behind in credits trying to graduate high school, there was no chance. I was gonna be on the five-year plan. So it was either stay in high school an extra year or go play in a rock band. And so, okay, now thinking, kids, any kids that are listening, he got just, his PED and he just, does have his master's degree just, now. Just to read all that tender few around. But anyway, <laughs> she was 16, 17. 17 years old, came out of the back room of my best friend's record store on West Colfax in Lakewood, Colorado, wearing nothing but a pair of cutoffs and a bandana. And I said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't notice me all through school. No. I show up wearing it's. It was an old. It was a classic look. Been what that would have 70s, been the late seventies, yeah. where you take an oversized band of bandana folded over, so it's a V, and then you tie it behind you. So back. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. It got my it. attention. So, <laughs> so I asked. I asked her if she needed a ride, and I had you know I was just finished band practice because we rented out the store space below my friend's record shop for the band. And I uh, had my guitar bungee corded to my bass, bungee corded to the king and queen seat on the back of the bike and gave her a ride home. I pull up with her wearing nothing but the bandana on the cutoff. And at the gate behind the condo, as I pull the bike over and kickstand it, go walking over with, you know, my hair hanging down. Longer and, than mine was at the time. Oh, I was, I was every daddy's dream. He grew on my family. He yeah, grew eventually. On. But that that was that was 1980. No, yeah. uh, it was the year before my senior year. So no, I guess it would we have got been married in '83. So mm -hmm. we've been together for since junior high for 42, 43, 40. You 41. Yeah, we don't Long do time. math. Long time. You feel as though you've met your soulmate because you understand there are relationships where you're, that's your best friend. It works well. You go with it. You have no problems. Everything's fine. But then there are the soulmates and twin flame this twin flame stuff they talk about but anyway do you feel like that's your connection 
I, I think so just because when I first met him, I was in junior high. I mean, I, did, I didn't know what I wanted out of life. But when he walked into that room, I actually, the first thought in my head, which surprised me, was that's the man I'm going to marry. First time I saw him, first thought. And then we didn't date for years. And then when we finally did date and he asked me to marry him, it was funny. <laughs> Tell me. So you want all the personal stuff. We're going to be talking the business. Stuff, yeah. We will. We will. Okay. Do, do, do you want me to not go personal? No, no. It's oh, no. no. Serious? Let me tell you. You cannot tell me that when people look at your video, all of these juices flow in their mind. Like, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I'm be honest. I said, wow, they have great sex. I know they do. I listen. I hope any kids listening, I'm sorry. Listen, don't listen. I'm just you see who I am. Let me tell you who Mohani loved it, right? Okay. I'm careful with what I ask, but if I'm curious, I'm really, y'all are beautiful to me. I see the love, everything. Listen, nothing's perfect all the time because I'm almost sure that when the cameras are not on, she's like, oh, no, not all the time. But sometimes, <laughs> probably like, did you move your socks out of the book? You know, I'm like, no, that's, she's not, no. Okay, <laughs> nothing's perfect all the time but guess what you make it work and like I said watching journeys to love I've always been loving I mean I I walk down the street and talk to people and they're like oh something's wrong with her when I get that kind of response I'm like wow these people don't even know about love you know what I mean a stranger oh yeah oh yeah exactly what you mean so when I was watching you and you were walking down the street and I think it was a deaf girl uh, oh, oh, yes. yes. And, I I that. That. and I'm like, are these people not related to me? Because I'm really loving like that. I can relate to everything that you're doing. Oh, that's so, awesome. So when I say that other part, I only say that because y'all are like, to me, it just looks well-rounded. And I don't think that it's a, it's a front, as they say. I really believe it's real. It's your heart. I can see it. I see it through the camera. <laughs> Did you, um, um, oh, I'm trying to think, um, um, Rising. Lori Rising. Rising. So Lori Rising is, has now become a friend of ours. And we kind of met her through a podcast okay. and she came to South Dakota. And the, and I think the nicest thing she ever said to, she stayed with us for, you know, three, four days. Yeah. You're welcome to come up too. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. You're from South Dakota? Hey, man, I've never been. I have twins who will be 18 and a 23 year old who love to drive. So we oh, come on up. We got, oh, we got a guest awesome. room. We got Folks, yeah, oh, you absolutely. You ever seen the show? Bed, you still got two bedrooms? We've um, got one, but we've got an air mattress from downstairs. You don't mind sleeping in the gym? No, <laughs> oh, that would be great. We'll work out. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be awesome. No, oh, we'll show you that. if you've never seen Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse, Devil's Tower. We're in the middle, we're in the middle of the Black Hills. Come up. We'd Seriously, love, we'd love yeah. to have you. Yeah, and then I can do my podcast. Audience, you heard this right? So I have an invitation. So when I call them up, they better say, oh, we remember, because I'm going to play the tape back and say, you invited me, and I'm in front of your door. I want you to stop. Oh, so I don't know who this woman is. No, oh, no. We even got a green screen and a, and then and Mike set up downstairs. You can yeah, do you, your podcast from here. Yeah, here. We're all set up. You do it right here. <laughs> I got the board board sitting right here because we did uh, we've got three prx radio um prx exchanged radio shows that we've done 
-hmm. in the past when we used to do all of our recording in here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got you covered. We totally got you covered. And you guys sing. <laughs> the mule. And what? Well, I sing. He sings. I don't sing. Well, she sings, but she won't let anybody hear, which is a shame. You know, I had, um, because we were in the music business together for years, too. And uh, I don't, if you've seen the videos, you probably heard um, the acoustic guitar piece that starts all of our videos. The song is called Acoustic. He wrote it for me. Yeah, that was a song that I wrote and recorded with an act that I ran in, in Colorado called Ironwood. Is that Rain. the one you gave me? You, you gave me the link? Yeah, yeah. To? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know that's where the picture's at. See? That's it. <laughs> Listen, guys, you have to go to Spotify and they're going to share their information. Look at that picture. You know what you just did to the majority of men? When I meet my model man, and what's a model man to me, I'm going to pull up that picture and go, you can't hold me like that. <laughs> and if your arm can't look like that, then I don't know what we're gonna do. Know, Start doing push-ups, boys. That's a lot of pressure for me to live up to there. So. Anyhow. Anyhow, well, I was gonna say the thing with about Lori that I thought was so awesome is that within two days of staying with us, she just kind of sat, sat there and stared at me for a minute. And I said, "What?" She goes, "You guys are just like you are on film." I said, "That's just us." It's it's real. I can it's see that real. it's so natural. I I can. Ignore that guy in the background. <laughs> Come here, dude. He's a Yorkie, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting ready to do my podcast. Don't bark. And he looks at me. That's right. We got you. Love, love is a big part of the story. Oh, but, but at least he knows how not to bark when you're doing the podcast. <laughs> not always. Yeah, not always. Dogs, dogs are a big part of our love story. Too. Yeah, they are. Oh, aren't they special? People really don't understand when they, until they own one, I'm telling you. Yep, I agree. Well, I agree. What, what area of the country are you in? I'm in New York City. Okay, so the saying New York on uh, YouTube. They'll be like, oh, we want copy. Okay, so you're, you're not too far away then. If you like, if you like dog love stories, um, dog St. Johnsbury, Vermont, go, yes. go through upstate New York, head north to St. Johnsbury. There's a place called Dog Mountain. Okay. And one of the stories we did in our first year out was a, was a thing called the Dog Chapel. It was an artist who lived in St. Johnsbury that built a chapel, a stained glass, old-style colonial church uh -huh. devoted, devoted to the love of dogs. It was to people. It has a big sign out front that says, all creeds, all breeds, no dogmas allowed. Really? And brought all these people together was their love of dogs that they, that they brought with them or that they lost. And so people have that have visited this chapel for years, 15 years, mm. photographs and notes and cards, have, have layers deep, floor to ceiling, all over the chapel, in between the stained glass of the Labrador with the angel halo on it. Yeah, it's but, awesome. You know, if you love dogs, you have that in common with somebody. It's one of the things we found around the country is we we explore these stories. We get to know people. If you can find that one thing that you have in common that you love that somebody else loves, it doesn't matter what faith you are, where you come from, what color you are, what Political age standing. you are. I agree. Something that you love, you're already you're already friends. You're already friends. You're halfway and, there. And that place is magical. And if you're a dog lover. That's something you really got to see. You'll cry a lot You'll if you read the lot. notes. You just really? the whole time crying, but it's it's a well good because you probably lost a dog before. So 
Oh, well, oh, how do you know I did? Yeah. So that's that's a place yeah. where you can share that. Yeah. I had AJ and he got into rap poison. Oh, I'm oh. so sorry. And we had to go, and, and no, you want to hear sorry? The twins were five. My oldest son was maybe eight or nine. This is how bad it was. They loved AJ. We go to the emergency room because he started to leave with us. My niece is a, uh, she was the director of an animal hospital. So we just happened to be at her house. You see how we went to the emergency room and they said to me, we can only euthanize him or you take him home or all of this expensive medicine he probably, or you can sign him over to us and we'll keep him and care for him and he just belongs to one of us. That happened the week before Christmas. Oh. And the boys were, I mean, because we treat our our dog, that's like another son. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, everything they do. Like now, the reason why he was barking is the twins are in their own room and he want to go in the room with them. So he's going to bark <laughs> and let him in. He don't care if I'm doing the podcast. So, so I you, just, you, got, you got you got triplets though. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have four. I have an older son, but he's, you know, oh. he's a when I texted him, I was like, getting this phone from in front of the door. You know, I'm doing the podcast. Now you hear them, you don't hear them right. They had to let them in. So I, it's so funny. I can see him looking at them going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and he's a protector. You know what I mean? Somebody by the door, he runs to the door. So I love it. You know, he doesn't like to go outside. But anyway, wait, I don't want to stay on doggies. See, like I said, you find something that connects you to people, whether it's dogs, you know, we've, because the love stories that we cover around the country aren't all couple stories. I know. Loves of communities or loves of art forms. That's what it was. What I saw, I saw the people, I saw all the different people. It wasn't a nationality thing. It was a heart thing. And that's what I call it. It's your heart. Um, Couldn't agree more. And you can see a person's heart. You can see love. It's like an attraction. How they say great, great people attract great minds, think alike, you know, but there's a type of attraction. And I laughed as I'm looking at Journeys to Love. I'm looking, and then I said, my name is Mohani Love. Maybe that's why I said. We're probably related. (laughs) Of love, love. That's why. Because when I saw you guys, when I went to request for you to do a show with me I was like couples wow I, I love that so much yeah. you guys could work together and but I want to ask you about the bike okay Scott I'm sure you rode the bike Scotty you you were the bike rider right in the beginning oh initially initially yeah, yeah but she rides her own. Yeah. did you know how to ride a bike before you met him he taught you uh-huh. No. Oh, no. No, that's part that's of a, staying in love. That's a whole other story. No, I had... no, I went to classes. I was not going to have him teach me. He wasn't a fool, man. I just... No, my, my dad, growing up, my dad was kind of a biker. And so when I was, you know... And my I, dad hated bikes. The, Yeah, her dad hated motorcycles. So, I... so after we got married, I actually sold the bike I had at the time. And I didn't buy another one until... My dad passed away in 2008, yep. and I inherited his bike and kind of got the bug again and ended up buying one, which later became hers. She well, took, for a very short Well, she took, time. yeah, before, there's a whole nother story. There's a whole nother crash. <laughs> yeah, her, her first crash was on that bike. Yeah. Um, crash? Yeah, oh, we'll get to that story, too. I guess. So we, um, yeah, she got a plate and eight screws. Yeah. 
And then you, then you get up, and you got up and did it again. So oh came. no, I'm 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 actually after the accident. I'm laying on the ground, and the police comes up, or um, the they put me. The paramedics put me in the in the ambulance and strapped my head down and had to take my boot off because I dislocated my foot and I popped it back into place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and She's laying up against a concrete embankment on the highway <laughs> with a broken collarbone, pulling her leather jacket down to make sure her tattoo's intact. It was a new tattoo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they finally get me in the ambulance and I ask and I'm laying there and they've already gotten my boot off and they've cut my shirt off to see the damage to my shoulder and my, my collarbone. And, and I'm laying there and I go, okay, so you've seen everything. How long before I can ride again? How long before I can ride again? <laughs> <laughs> and how long? The paramedic got to go, it's not my call, man. And we get, <laughs> we get to the hospital and the paramedic has told the cop what she asked him. So the, the cop, the highway patrolman comes in to breathalyze her to make sure she hasn't been drinking. Mm -hmm. Which oh, I had. Because she's laughing and joking. I'm making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure, was she, is she under anything else to make it? Yeah, right? yeah, they're checking yeah. under the influence. Kind but of that's thing. like, yeah. I'm she, came, she came on the first ride with me in 2013, 2014. I took, 14. Her, on, took her on that bike down to see the Grand Canyon, the awesome. Mesa Verde and Southwestern Colorado. And we cool. got back from that ride and you know we've been on the road right through four corners in the desert and hot we've been on the road for 10 hours or so coming back and and we're dirty and and i looked at her and i said you want to go again she <laughs> says hell yes on the bike. <laughs> and, hell yes and then she says but i'm not because well we can say this you can believe it if she says i'm not riding bitch with you again <laughs> No, no, I said I'll not be your bitch forever. Yeah, well, right. It's called right on the back seat. It's called the motorcycle clubs. Like if you're in an MC, they call it riding bitch. She says I'm not. I'm not going to be I, your bitch. I love it. I'll tell you something. Okay. I have Mohani love after dark. That's where you can curse. That's what I'm going to be this on. So oh, get ready, because I curse too. I was waiting. <laughs> well, we're kind of PG, so put us on the dusk version. <laughs> I read an article recently that said the cursing is a sign of intelligence. I'm going, well, I know some of the smartest people I in the world. It. I believe it. And you know what was interesting? In one of my books I write, uh, it's called, I wrote nine books. One is Broken Pieces, right? And in the beginning, I put, I just want to let you know, I curse. When you see me curse in my book, I'm trying to get the point across. Because usually when a person curse, everybody goes, you, you, people look and they understand. Isn't that, you know, uh -huh. interesting, well, right? Told, it's so funny. We told our kids that when, I mean, we're totally well, off I would, topic. I, but we told our kids that when they were little. I was, is in, that I, was they in, would, I got to back up a second. I don't mean to interrupt. Can I was just going to talk about cursing. Well, because I was an English, <laughs> I was a middle school English teacher for 24 years. Oh. Uh, and so growing up the kids we were always sticklers for language mm -hmm. and that's why what she's going to tell you okay so when the kids were younger and they would curse i would tell them okay guys this is what you have to remember profanity is an exclamation point if you want to get someone's attention you not can't a, use it all the comma. time it's not a comma the f word <laughs> is not a comma <laughs> so when you drop it people stop and listen but if you use it all the time people aren't going to hear you there you go. And it works. Gotta, and they loved I it. I gotta, I'm cooking dinner. I got to go turn something down. I'll okay. Right he'll be right back. It'll be just a sec. <laughs> it's a cookie. 
Um, oh, we're doing tacos tonight. I love tacos. <laughs> Listen, I didn't change the whole Thanksgiving. I have turkey wings. And <laughs> I am not, we are not cooking no big dinner this year. Not doing it. so um, funny. Our, our Thanksgiving before, because um, we live, our whole family's in Colorado and we're in South Dakota. So we don't see them for a lot of holidays. But our Thanksgiving used to be, with the kids, used to be salmon, wild rice, and asparagus. Because nice. Because turkey. <laughs> nice. She's going to carve, too. <laughs> the asparagus? You know, she's asked us two questions. We barely answered one of them. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is, listen, because you guys are being who you are, that's so important. I could be who I am. You know what I mean? But with Journeys to Love, when I was just watch, I watched the videos, you are writing a book. Mm -hmm. Actually, well, we just had this discussion today. Uh -oh. it, may, it may end up being three books. Nice. Uh, I, my master's degree is in creative writing, creative nonfiction. Oh, nice. And so as we were on the road, I would try to capture, you know, basically the stories behind the stories. So we were going to release that um, as a book called That Perfect Blue after it's the title from one of the pieces, one of the nonfiction pieces that are in it. But I'm also in the process of writing and submitting for a TED Talk called The Seventh Sense. And it has to do with, um, I don't know how much of the, the nuts and bolts of this you want to get into, but what we've discovered is the actual nature of love. Because one of the questions we've asked people around the United States, you know, we're, we intentionally went to as many different faiths and cultures and communities and people and lifestyles as we could to try to get... We were the other. We, we never walked into a place where we were predominantly... Very seldom do our, a lot of people that look like us where we go, which frankly for middle-aged, middle-class white people is something everybody should be out doing. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think we could get by a lot of misunderstandings if you get if you get out of our comfort zones and start actually meeting and talking to people that aren't us. And so as that's for everybody, though. I one agree. Of, I one agree. of the questions that we ask people is the simplest question with the most difficult answer, and that's the one we really wanted an answer to, and that is what what is love. Everybody said everybody would tell us, well, you know it when you see it, or they use allegories, or they try to give us synonym, they try to. But really, we got as many different answers to that question as we had as people we people. talked to. Wow. So after five years of being on the road and talking to people, you know, been 47 states and 100,000 miles across the United States asking people this question, mm -hmm. we finally came up with an answer. What we think it really is the, the nature of love. And okay. that's kind of the premise of this talk, The Seventh Sense. So our book is probably, at this point, it looks like going to be a combination of stories from the road that back up this idea of what The Seventh Sense is, what the nature of love is. Um, and then another book, which is all our writing stories, um, because, you know, we, our writing is a love story in itself, but it really didn't fit with the rest of what we were doing. Um, so that will probably be another book called Wherever We May Roam. Oh, oh, I like that title. Yeah. I've then, never heard that before this moment. <laughs> this is all stuff that just, just came up. So, yes. I guess the short answer to your question is, yes, yes. Mahani, we're writing a book. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I've always had this idea that, you know, like we said, everybody matches out there. One day I'll meet my match. And you know what I want to do with him? I literally want to write a book 
But the way I want to write it is, I don't know, this has always been an idea. I don't know whether it makes sense. It doesn't make, but the best things don't make sense, right? Mm. Once we put down what the book is about, let's say it's about a, a lady looking for love. I write chapter one. After he read it and I give it to him, he piggybacks off of that on his own journey with it. Then he give it to me. And then, and if I add a character, if she end up in the cafe, that's where she end up. Then I give it back to him. And we drag this whole thing out. Have you ever heard of anything like that? You know, you're, you're the master's degree creative writer. <laughs> I have I love but, it. But I, I love the, it. The image it brings to mind is a, a starship doing this, this section, this figure eight orbit between Mars and Venus. Wow. Like trying to navigate between, oh, between the two, Mars and between Venus. the two poles. Because that's, that's a really fascinating idea. It's, You're going to get a very different kind of story that way. It's sort of, it's, I sometimes describe us as a binary star. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with what a, with what a binary. Sometimes stars form in such a way, because I used to be a geosciences teacher too, so I'm kind of a geek, sorry. Um, sometimes stars form in such a way that you have two stars that orbit around each other and they form a single gravitational field. And so I've often described us as a binary star. We're kind of a binary system because, you know, we, we, we're two, we're two, very, two different separate, very different separate bodies with this one field. So what I'm seeing in your, in your story, the way you describe it is a sort of binary story because you really are going to have some polar fields, so some gravity, some, di some different gravities different. working there. That's, I, I, the I think that it will be more of a challenge than you imagine. I know it will be. <laughs> probably turn into something that you don't picture right now and probably better than you imagine. It's a great idea. Oh, I love the idea. I just thought, I, I just, it has always, this is since I started writing my books, I said, what about if, because you know, once you start and you ask, you know, and they say, ask the universe for the words and I give, you know, so I ask the universe for the words and I give them. <laughs> but anyway, that came to my mind. I was like, that would be so cool. Two people in love, you know, we love each other. We're in love, we're, we're married, we're doing our thing. Let's try to create a book about this character. Whoever starts the first chapter, it's just like that game that you play with kids. You, you uh, remember, the, I don't know if you ever played it with yours, but you say, I went, you tell them five words. I went to the store and then the next person say to get some bread to. So change, yep. but in chapters or wherever I stop, he continue, but you have to stay in the same, you know, I want him to take that same character and feel what I'm feeling and continue that journey. Whether it's a couple or whatever, if you add people, you add people, it doesn't matter. So that's something that my, Look, I didn't give the idea to how many people is copyrighted because I said it first. <laughs> Don't, Don't worry, our hands are full. We yeah, our hands are full. No, no, no. I'm not talking about y'all. The only people who can use it is, is Scotty and his wife. <laughs> we got special discipline. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, when I was watching, when, pe when you approached people, uh -huh. I didn't see anybody you know what I mean? It seemed like it was like everybody was acting, but they wasn't. It was genuine love. I saw it. Well, the one of the things that we discovered um, is that, and it's the same thing, and I'm going to let him tell the, the Tiwa Pueblo story, but when you approach people, 
sometimes you didn't see the stuff that where we approach no, it, it right off the bikes. Yeah, you don't. You don't. And see, we're not, you don't see the ones that. Were yeah, you don't see the ones where they look at us and go, "Yeah, I don't." Y'all, y'all ain't from around <laughs> here, are you? Let me ask you this: Why you know it would be really good to actually put a video together of all of those short clips, I'll tell you why, because it goes to show you that there are, you know, did you have more people that did that than more people were welcoming? No. No, it was almost always were welcoming. Yeah, it was almost right. welcoming. Yeah, but the, she mentioned the Tewa Pueblo. I don't know if, have you ever been to Taos, New Mexico? Okay, let's get this straight. I've been to Virginia Beach, LA one time, uh, Florida, and that's it, and I'm 50. So, We've been uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Taos, Taos Pueblo. There's there's a place in Taos. The the Taos Pueblo is the longest continuously occupied building in North America. There've been people, Tewa people, living in this building for over 900 years, long before you know, there was a country here. The Spanish showed up, or well, but the Tewa have no natural resources. They don't really have anything the to market or sell no besides desert. themselves. And so they've made, and, and this is not this is not a negative term, but they've they've made themselves a zoo, basically. It's a human zoo. If you know, so when people when tourists show up, mostly white tourists show up, um, the outer ring around the pueblo is is mostly open rooms, open front rooms, signs up for people that are selling jewelry and whatnot, and the front rooms are all occupied so that you can go in. In fact, one of the fellows we talked to even had a sign up that said "Real Indian Stuff." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm going, you know, to appeal to the tourists. Right. But but you can sense that sort of demarcation, that cultural divide between the people that are there visiting and the people that live there. Because the people that live there are doing the only thing they can to get by. It's all any of us do. Wow. And so we set up that journey. We wanted to we wanted to talk to people that were there behind that front room and find out what is life, what makes life important here? What does love mean in this place, in this circumstance to these people? Wow. That's really, that's the question we ask everywhere we go. Well, we got down to Taos, we rode, I don't know, 600 miles to get down to Taos and, and we introduced ourselves and it turned out, we talked to the governor, the guy that runs the Pueblo and he gave us the longest married couple that lived, Tewa couple that lived in the Pueblo. Yep. And we went to interview them and it turned out that the fellow had broken his leg. The, the night, night before, before, he fell off and ladder. was due for surgery and in their words, he was cranky. <laughs> But how old they, they said he was cranky and he, he was in his late 70s. No, no. And they said, and they said, and they said he didn't want to talk. And we, you know, but we'd have ridden all that way down there. So we went to the tourist office, the only thing that was open down there, and stood in line with all the rest of the tourists. And we got up to the front of the counter, and there was a Tewa woman, an older woman, sit, sitting there, and she was not looking at anybody. She was just saying 1750, 1750, 1750. And she was just pulling it and giving their pulling tickets. Pulling cash, and, yeah. giving tickets. Wow. And I laid one of our cards down in front of her, and I said, hi, we're Scott and Tony Burns. You know, this we're with Journeys to Love. We were here to talk to, you know, we gave him the name of the people we were there to see. We said, we're not able to talk to him, but we still have these questions. We're ignorant of this place. We don't know these people, um, but we want to find out. We want to learn. We want to know what makes life and love work here. And she, you could see the side. It was first. Awesome. You could see the wheels turning, and then she stopped and she took her glasses off and she looked up at me and she says, "You do what?" <laughs> <laughs> and so we explained again. You know, we 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 don't want to insult, we don't want to pose, and yeah. we don't want to impose. Right. But we do want to know. 
is there anybody here that we can talk to? And she put the whole damn line on hold and started, started calling making all phone calls. friends. Wow. You guys are celebrities. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, when you, when you drop the pretenses and you tell people, look, we're ignorant uh -huh. and we need your help. Yeah. We want to know what makes your life, what makes, what gives your love meaning. We want to wow. know, we want to reconnect people based on that. Mm -hmm. uh, show us, tell us. Mm -hmm. Share with where, us. Where we're ignorant, give us knowledge. Where we're loveless, make us feel welcome. Wow. We're the favor. And when we've done that across the United States, from, from East Detroit to military bases, to the reservation lands here in South Dakota, um, farmlands, Amish country, the Vietnamese boat builders, Buddhists. Louisiana, the Buddhists in upstate New York, at upstate the Woodstock York. Monastery in upstate New York. We've gone to all these places and all these people, and when we start with that, all that bullshit between us that we find in this country now, all that contention and suspicion, it all falls away and we find out you're just talking to another person. That's right. It's such a glory. And that's what we forget. You're just talking to another person. Yep. We're in a terrarium. We're all human. We are. <laughs> and you know what? Um, Some of us are pressing our face up against the You can all weird <laughs> shit about it. <laughs> I look at people for how I treat them and how they treat me back. And the reason why I say how I treat them first, because let me, this is what you get. I'm happy. I'm always, you know, hee hee. So I make me, you know, when I have to be like, I can't believe y'all didn't do the dishes. It's a big difference. But um, basically, I mean, I'm a, I'm a um, open person. I'm, I love people. Always have. So if I come off the loving person that I am, I'll receive the love back. And if I don't receive it back, I drop you like a hot potato. <laughs> Like, okay, they really don't like me. Well, guess what? And then you look and go, oh, let me shoot an email. And the email will be coming back to you. Coming. Well, I wonder what happened. Did she did she block me? Yeah, because if I can tell the vibe if you like me or not. So why do we? Let's just cut it all off. And that's the other. I've been told you really shouldn't do that. Yes, you should. Do you agree with that? I mean, unless somebody's not feeling you, like, what do they need any information from you, right? Yes, it, and I, it depends. Loving is that not being loving? Because that's and I think that's one thing I'm working on. Because I I just I believe that I'm like happy, you know. I'm working on my podcast. It's all about love. That's one of my books. It's all about. I have broken pieces. It's all about love. Grow through what you go through. Uh, give yourself some STD self transformation and discipline. Okay. So, I love that. <laughs> so I am different always ever since school. Ever since school, I was different. And and I've really always been a loner. I feel good. To be, I mean, I everybody would love a mate. Of course I would love someone by my side. But I'm okay in the waiting period. I'm okay. Well, and I don't think I mean when in general, depending upon what you're what you're specifically going through. So on a personal basis, mm -hmm. if I don't disagree with you at all because there's enough negative and nastiness out there. Why surround yourself with it if you don't have to? Now that's on a personal basis. From a business basis, we have found that if you can keep going, if they if they don't ghost you, if you can keep going, if you can dig deeper, 
you generally, not always, but can find something still that connects there. Oh no, I meant personal. I should have specified. Yeah. Oh personal. yeah, no, personal, I'm with you. Because when it comes <laughs> to business, I've been fine. And if and if I do get someone who I'll say, Oh, you having a bad day, you wanna to talk to me another time? And then it's like, oh no. Either yeah. they're going to why or they'll just keep you know, continue on. So but I haven't had any but everybody's been great. Everybody's been great and, and the fact that that's my mind state, everybody I attract will be great because I do believe you attract what you want, you attract who you are. And too many of these people, we, we connect. And I'm going, wow, that's, I want to call it odd, but then again, it's not. You know, it's just a thought. So now our next question, you ready? So when did y'all wake <laughs> up and go, okay, well, it's time for us to get on a roll and start journeys to love. How was that birth? I'm gonna get you. Well, okay. we get asked this, I'll start it. We get asked the question all the time because we always joke about, um, I think, gosh, when we first started this, I would joke about, somebody would ask, because we're so goofy in public, we're like, oh, I love you. <laughs> okay, that's me. Um, but we would get asked by people all the time, oh, how long have you been married? Because a lot of the couple couples we've interviewed, it's like their second, third, or fourth time. So uh, people made that assumption with more, us. More than, I'd more, say 60 more to 70% yeah. of the people that, that have found, I guess if you call it happily ever after or soulmate or that lifelong relationship, it's not the first it's time. General, it's general. We're, we're almost all the second or third. Okay, my parents met at 17 and we're looking at 75 years old now. Yeah. Their anniversary yeah. December 19th. We just lost my dad, but okay. they've been together. And listen, she's never had no other relationship but him, 17. Yeah. No, it does happen. It does but happen, it's, but it's but not it's the most common. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people will ask us, oh, you guys are so cute. How long have you been married? And I always say, because at this point, the kids are grown and gone. Is like, oh, we're in the honeymoon stage. It's only been at that time, like 35 years, years 40 years. Uh -huh. And then laughing, well, how do you make that work? So we're walking along the dogs, of course. We're walking the dogs along the park. And, and Scott looked at me and goes, you know, we're asked that question a lot. And of course, he asks me, well, how do you think we've made it work? And both of our answers are like, eh. <laughs> and then I'll let you take okay. that. <laughs> I'm going to back up just a little bit because Tony and I have always shared everything that we've done throughout life. We've been, you know, she was, she backed me through my degree studies and my teaching and, and she would come up to outdoor lab school with my kids and help with, you know, students whenever she could. We were in the music. We were in the music business together in a parallel sort of career for many years. We worked Renaissance festivals together for years, and so we've always had a sort of creative aspect to the things that we do. And in those circles of people, a monogamous, long-term monogamous relationship wasn't the norm. No, but and, you know, people were often asking us in those crowds, you know, well, how do you make that work? And I remember the first time somebody put it this way to me was actually at Mount Rushmore before we moved to, to here to South Dakota. Oh, when we were, on we were visiting Mount Rushmore. A fellow came up to me and we had our letters on and, you know, we, we were kind of matchy-matchy. We didn't mean to be because that's... I hate that. And <laughs> uh, he came up and he started up that same conversation because I guess we have a vibe that just, we look like we go together. And so he started asking those questions and I told him we'd been together, you know, 40 years. And he says, well, what's your secret? And I, and I remember thinking, if it was a secret, nobody else would know. And yet there's, <laughs> there's all these people out there making this shit work. 
We don't know. We, we, we can't answer that, but we knew And so we decided to combine. We were both kind of dissatisfied with our careers at that point in time, um, looking for something else that we could do together. And I said, well, let's go ask the people that can answer that question. Wow. Let's go hit the road and ask as many different, different kinds, kinds of people, of people different question. lives, different cultures. Let's ask and see if we can find an answer to that question. And the first time that question got shot down, we were talking to um, Pastor Rick, Rick Hale, Hale and his wife Mary. Mm -hmm. And their gig is oh they build, they, they're in Roswell, New Mexico, and they build mega churches. Uh -huh. Okay. If you check the demographics for this couple, uh, right wing, upper, upper middle class, conservative, white, all that sort of, you know, stereotypical, you can see the column, they check every one of those boxes. Wow. They, were super, they were super gracious to us. And, you know, we're in our road leathers, dusty, dusty and we've been riding all day. And, and the local newspaper actually sent us to Sent us folks. to them, yeah. And they were gracious. They invited us in. We're sitting there on the blue velvet carpeting in this huge mega, multi-million dollar mega church. And we asked them that question. And Pastor Hale looked at us and he said, the secret. He says, there's no secret to love. You be kind to each other and you do, do it, it for a really long, long time. Wow. And we went, you know. We're, we're asking the wrong question. We're done with that question now because somebody finally answered it. So we, we found we, our questions had to start getting better because we weren't asking the right questions. And so we started asking people things like, you know, what is love? How do you define it? Um, what happens to it after the two of you aren't here anymore? Not, not what happens to your souls, your spirits, what happens I, to your love, to that bond itself when you're not here anymore. Uh -huh. um, you know, what What did your folks, especially with people that have, you know, non-traditional lifestyles, how did your families come to love one another or do that? You know, how did yeah. that work? Yeah. Um, for people the, that- The gay went, couple where the, the guy, one one of the gentlemen was had been gay his whole life in Philadelphia. <laughs> and David Major. David Major. And Major was the younger one. He'd been, he he knew probably from birth he was gay. Major was married and had two kids. Literally heard Dave. <laughs> Their meeting story. Dave heard Major cough on a beach, Virginia Beach. Now. Virginia Beach. Heard him cough mm -hmm. and said, wait, wait, wait. "Stop for one second. So my father, my father's from Philadelphia. My mother's from Virginia. Go ahead, family. Go ahead. <laughs> we heard him cough." And he said there was something about the sound that I just knew that was somebody I had to get to know. Wow. And so from that cough and Major asking Dave for a light, got a light sailor. <laughs> they, started off, they started off a relationship that at the time we talked to him, 33, 33 years. 33 years. And yeah. so Dave had come out of a situation where he was, you know, the pillar of the community, married, white guy, two, two kids, kids, two car garage, doing that whole trip. Wow. And I'm gay. Here's my. Here's the man I'm gonna no, marry. No, his I, life changed, and but, I don't think he went. I'm gay. I think, and we get this from a lot of well. Of I don't mean that, that he, he drew a curtain. No, but I think he said this is the person I love, oh. regardless of what you know, who they are, what they are, what the shell is. This is the person I love, and that was that was quite well. And when we asked him, well, how did your family react mm -hmm. to that? Because this must have been a real yes. shock. And he said, well, over time, they came to see that I loved him and they loved me. And if they wanted me to be happy, they were going to have to love him. Wow. With that understanding, we sort of, we they came along. 
But you know what? It's funny how you said a cough. You never know. It could be a sound. It could be a. It could be a way a person talk. It could be. It could be the way a person scratch the back of their head. You're like, you know what? There's something about the head scratch. So yeah. you know what the what the attraction is. That's why it's interesting about love. It's. I mentioned that today uh, to someone, and he said to me. No, I said to him, you know, love is so strange. It can feel so good, or it can hurt so bad. So he says, you know, they always say grief. Uh, oh, something about loving grief, life and death. And I was, I, I looked at him, and I think when he put it together, it was like, you love, I guess, you know, you love while you're on. It was something like what you just said about when you die in love. Didn't you mention something like that? When you pass on and love? He mentioned grief and pain. It was something he said to me that made me just think about that. I can't even put it together right now. But I was talking about how love feels so good, but it also hurts so bad. Love make you don't know when to walk away because of that attraction. It could be something going on to you that's really, really bad. But are you still do you love the person because you love unconditionally or you can look past the hurt that they're doing to you or do you like what is that i'm a nurturer of course i love hard and deep and and i raised three boys and guess what they have my heart and i go dang i don't know if that's good for real i go you know i don't know if it's good for a man to have a heart like mine he really they really have to meet the right women so, you know, look, look, Scotty, you're analyzing all my words. What you get from me? <laughs> <laughs> Looking like he's trying to put together. That's, like, okay. that's the way his face is. He just no, looks no, like no. that. He's looking like, you know, but love, I've always been that way. And I'm like, why can't everybody just love? <laughs> just love. I hear somebody upset about something. I'm like, dang, but that's so, you know, just love. And I think the world have forgotten that. That's why you guys are important. I, and you know what? You would have been a great reality show, though. Like a show on the road. A show. Oh, my God. That's a whole other story. We oh. actually did. <laughs> we have heard back from um, Oprah Winfrey. Tina Perry from the Oprah Winfrey Network. Ah. Um, we Lifetime, Magnolia, Chip and Joanna Gaines, um, Discovery Plus. Um, we pitched. We oh, pitched, we pitched hard last year. Yeah. We went to what's called the Real Real Screen Summit, which is all the major all the major networks and producers and the independent filmmakers and crew. And this is this is the big deal. And we went to them, and and we were pleasantly surprised by how many top television executives wanted to talk to us. Yeah. And how similar their messages were. Here's here's what it came down to. They said that right now, all television networks are looking for are celebrity-driven content, conflict, and competition shows, which they call shiny floor, usually. Yeah, shiny, floor. shiny floor competition shows um, and escapism. Yeah, and we're none of those. They said, and the one word, they said, the reason why you guys won't work for this is you're too earnest. And we must have <laughs> heard that term from just about every major network. That what they're basically saying is we don't want anything that has intrinsic meaning. We don't want people to think and feel about shit right now. They just want to be done. They just want to, they want to escape from life and, wow. and competition shows and the celebrities. They said when the time comes, 
That's you're right. Top on our you're, list. you're top of the list, but this is not that time. Yeah. And so not rather yet. than, in addition to the books, what we're looking at right now is probably producing this as an independent film. Independent film, film. yeah. Yes. Talking with other yeah. people on that too. Yes. <laughs> Go, yes. Listen, what you're doing, we need it now. After COVID, after, first of all, COVID. That's what we keep telling people. COVID has <laughs> the world and it's just like oil and water now. It's like you, uh -huh. and now I do see the world trying to come together, but you know what it is? The world may be, but the people aren't. You know what I mean? People are still I like, gotta, I know what you mean, and I know how we can feel that way, but I got to be honest with you that the world that we see when we're on the road and the people that we see, that's not, right? that's not what we're running into. No. People are, are, we've come across Desperate this pro to... profound sense of loneliness. Yes. Um, this this there's a sense of disconnect and a despair over knowing what the hell to do about it. And wow. our whole point has been: we know what to do about it. <laughs> Tell us between the two of you who's a better cook. Yeah. Oh. What's the one thing? What's the one pet that you had that meant the most to you? Yeah. What what was the color of your children's eyes when they were born? Yeah. Find find the thing that you love that because the problem right now is that and if you look at what has divided people throughout history, when you want to separate people, you dehumanize. You take you take your humanity away. You make the Jews the rats in the cartoon. We're making each other the rats in the cartoon. Love rehumanizes people. When we when we go, you know, we were in. Um, I want to tell you one other story related to Pastor Rick and Mary. Oh, you're gonna go um, back to Virginia to Gret Beach. and Donna, Gretchen Virginia Donna. Beach. They were awesome. This couple that Rick and Mary Hale, you know, right the mega conservative church, Christian, yeah. you know, all this stuff. A little scary. Three but weeks, nice. Three weeks later, we're in Virginia <laughs> Beach, Virginia, and some friends of ours um, hooked us up with another couple. And their names were Gretna and Donna. And if you take Rick and Mary's demographic sheet and you just check all the opposite boxes. Okay, wow. Mixed, mixed race, lesbian couple, separated in age by 15 years, lower middle class, raising a Down syndrome son together. Oh. Um, but their lives had this really interesting parallel yeah. in that Rick was the pastor and Mary was the music director. That's how Gretna they met. And Donna, Gretna was the choir director at her church. And Donna came in to sing for the choir. So they had this sort of musical church oh. connection. And oh. we asked these, we asked these two very different couples mm -hmm. a question that we used to call the linchpin. We said, not what's your secret, but is there an element between you that without this one thing, without this piece, your relationship wouldn't have wouldn't the character? Happen that it has now, the linchpin, that, that makes it what it is right now. Holds it together. Both of these couples said, well, we want our faith to be the guide. When, pe when people look at us in our lives, we want our faith and the way we are with each other to be a guide for our community. We don't want to have to proselytize and preach to people. We want to live, we want to live the life other people aspire to and let that be the guide. You could have taken the transcripts from these two interviews with these two very different couples oh. and switched and never been able to tell never the difference. Never would have known who was who. They wow. have so much in common, and we had, couldn't help but wonder if these two couples met each other in the street, would they be able they to have that conversation? Oh. And we said, oh, and we realized, yes, yes, they would. We all would. 
if we don't start with who'd you vote for? What party are you? What religion, what kind of, what are, religion you? are you? What color are you? What age are What's you? What's your sexual and we preference? Start, and we start with, what do you love? That's where people come together. It rehumanizes us. It makes us see that all those other differences are conversations, not divisions. Mm. And, but the thing is, for people to learn how to have a conversation and not judge, to be able to receive the other person's information and say, you know what, that's how they feel about that and I'm not gonna rob them of that. That's what they think, not to turn around and go, oh, well, you know, in actuality, because a lot of times when someone's speaking to you, they're not speaking to you because they want a response. They're speaking to you because they want you to hear them. Yes. Get lost with, okay, well, if, if she told me the story, I have to say, well, you know what you should have did was, no, everybody don't want to hear what you should have did was. What about, wow, that was an interesting experience. Yep. Let me tell you what happened to me. If you want to see something, for them to see it that way, a lot of people don't like for you to say, point the, well, you know, you see this, you, mm-mm. but if you make up a story, that surrounds what you want to give to them is received different because it's what you went through. Does that make sense? Oh you, yeah, that's, that's. You're, you're singing, you are literally singing to the choir here. That's, that's the reason why we're trying to tell all these stories is, is yes. to, to reconnect people by seeing how much they have in common. You know, the, and I have to piggyback on something else you said. You used the word judge and judgmental. We get asked a lot, for and people would think that we're some kind of relationship experts that we do advice. What kind of relationship? Well, mind, we can tell you what works I'm for us. I'm gonna say you all should do that, but I'm. <laughs> well, we don't. And, no, because it's only what works don't. for us. Yeah, it's not what for everybody. But that being said, we have identified one thing one that thing. commonly is the is the biggest destroyer of relationships and makes people the most unhappy. Whether it's before you start, okay. whether that's relationships and family, relationships with your job, just friends, with your church. jobs, church, or couples. Now, go ahead. Any kind of relationship, <laughs> judgments and comparisons. Yes. Comparing your relationship or your life or your place to anyone else for any reason is yeah. never going to live up. Those the people that do that are perpetually unhappy. And in doing that, they become perpetually judgmental of others because they're always trying to put themselves on a comparison scale with other people's lives, with other people's money, with other people's families. And there's just no making them happy. Wow. And that's because that's the part that we have to remove the judgment. Funny thing is, it is in the Bible. (laughs) You're not supposed to judge, but it's become part of a lot of people's world is to judge and i had to um you know it's interesting when you start looking at social media right it's so dangerous sometimes because i remember i went to go look at something i just you know listen i had a record release i sing i've done a lot of stuff but i went to go look and i read i don't know what they call them memes or quote somebody it was a quote and it was something like when 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 you lose uh, 50 pounds, you will soar in your career. And I looked at it, I said, <laughs> that's talking about me. This is the first thing, right? You can look, social media. Now, now at the end of the day, it 
wasn't about me. I'm never supposed to feel that way because see, my superpower is my superpower. You understand? You can get okay. people to sit here with, a, well, this is turquoise, with a little fur background, same outfit, but they'll never have Mohani Love energy because I have, this is me. Okay. And I had to sit there and go, and I said, you know what's date that internet? I, you know, we have to learn to use it for what we use it for and then cut it off because we don't need it anymore. Yeah. To stay sane sometimes. <laughs> your, your value is not determined by your likes. Yeah. Really isn't. And I, I it's, oh, yeah, that's true. But I did look at a couple of videos I did. I said, wow, so that video is doing better than that video. You can't have, okay, let's say what, analytics? The analytics, is that better? Because you, the analytical, um, structure of the site you know i don't know but i'm just saying um i understand like it's facebook started with the likes that i will say yeah well and the hard thing with social media and that's part of the reason besides the business and my occasion i have a very tight group so i i don't post anything post i post everything to friends um and part of the reason is because facebook and any of the social medias are really good speaking of analytics is figuring out who you are mm. so that's all you see you don't see opposing opinions you don't see unless it's very small bits so right. it creates a world for you that's unrealistic well it's, because it's, if anybody hits you with something that makes you uncomfortable you just unfollow them <laughs> yeah. i do i learned how to do that but you know what i did too i said wait a minute you know what when i was younger when i was like my 20s 30s nothing phased me i don't care nope you know, maybe because I'm 50, you know, you have kids. I'm like, somebody better not say nothing about me. No, I had to sit down, right, and say, who were you when you were 26? Well, go back and get her. Because see, if you <laughs> go back and get her, none of this matters. And I went, I went back and got her. And when I went back and got her, it landed me right here in my hot seat. I'm happy. I love what I do. I'm not fitting into anybody's box. I say what I have to say. I would not say everything I say is correct. That's why I love interviewing people because I learn so much from you guys. I use my my platform as a healing. You know what I mean? I heal. Mm -hmm. Another thing, when you look at social media, oh, everybody has to heal. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden, everybody's mentally off. What happened? That, that popped up 30 days ago. I'm like, so now everybody needs psychiatric help. I don't get it. No. <laughs> Stop believing the stuff that you see and read online. What do you think about that? Yeah, we looking at I'm, you. I'm, <laughs> she looking, I'm, 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 I'm not quite sure I'd respond because I don't know if I understand the question. About believing what you read and see online? Right. Very little. little. If you look at social media, right, everything is mental health, mental health, mental health, oh. mental health. I don't really know if everything is mental health. Is it because the media, social media is telling us that? 
I think that's part of it. And part of it is because for so long, people that were struggling with mental health issues, which is a much larger population than I think we ever knew before. Um, because of that, it was hidden. It was, it was the, you know, it was the stepchild we never talked about. Okay. So now that like the more like athletes and, and, and actors and people are coming out saying, Hey, yeah, this is normal and that's okay. Uh -huh. um, I think there's a difference between that and saying y'all y'all need psychiatric care. <laughs> right. There's you know a what? difference between those two. <laughs> hey, y'all you know what's interesting? How about if everybody how about if we have 30 days of no internet and live mm -hmm. like we were before? And we just listen, read your books. Whatever you want, anything you did before we had all of this beautiful, you know, the internet and be able to shop when you want to shop. Shut everything down for 30 days and I bet you your body will tweak itself. You wouldn't need none of that. You would be, everybody would be, woo! It would really put everybody back in a, in a better space. But it's sort of kind of, we can't, this is just what I think. Listen, like I said before, don't judge, it's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, I mean, I think Tony's right. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I think that that's an expression of people acknowledging, hey, sometimes I don't feel, I heard this interesting term the other day, toxic positivity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, we live in, that we live in a culture where you're expected to be upbeat and happy and positive. And we even have a term for normal emotions, anger, rage, hate, jealousy, depression, and we call them negative, as if you're not supposed to feel those things. Mm, well, but we do. It's how we do It's how I got to, we do feel those things. It's how we deal with them with each other and how much of them we let get between us mm -hmm. and how we work through it that becomes part of our character. It's growing through all of those things that partly makes us what they are. So I think some people saying, I'm not okay. And other people saying, it's okay, you're not okay. Sometimes I ain't okay either. <laughs> we can be not okay together. There's, when I was at, you know, all the years I taught, the kids, I, we used to have this thing called the Let's Hate Spanish Club. Okay. Because all, the kids, all the kids hated going to Spanish. It's Let's basically hate Spanish Because club. the teacher, I'm sorry to say, but the teacher was really boring and she wasn't particularly good at what she did. Oh. And so the kids, they started, even the kids that I knew actually liked and wanted to learn Spanish, they, they would all complain about it and they joined the Let's Hate Spanish Club because like hating the same things together was a bonding experience. It wasn't, it wasn't a positive one, but it was one more way that they could sort of connect and then work into something more positive. So I don't think everybody, the fad, and I agree, there's something faddish about all of a sudden, you know, everybody's mental health is so important. I think part of that is positive. Looking at another person and saying, it's okay that you're screwed up. I'm pretty messed up. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but not letting it sit there and say, yeah, let's, don't let's, stay there. Let's get better together. Right. But people have looked at me and said, oh, she's too upbeat. Listen, you get this. Me being this way have had my family be like, oh, it's again. Oh, oh, you guys, oh, you guys oh, have oh, a lot in common. Oh, 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 <laughs> and, and that's just who I am. And I, and, and you guess what? When I try to be other than that, mm -hmm. 
it made me extra down. You know, it was like, and once I turn into that, people are more comfortable with that instead of that. And I don't, you know, understand but it. You also, because like you said, nothing's perfect. You also have to give yourself permission for those days. I have yes. um, long COVID. And that means that I am sick a lot. I had COVID a year ago, and okay. I still have recurring symptoms like weekly, Migraines. sometimes every couple of days. Really? So yeah, it's been a challenge, but there's, you have to let yourself go, okay, you know what? I don't feel okay today. And I'm not gonna talk to you people because you're not gonna get the cheery Tony. You're gonna get <laughs> whiny dicky Tony. And we don't want that. I don't want that, you don't want that. So. <laughs> So I think that's part of it is, is not try to be who you're not, right. but give yourself permission to go, okay, you know what? I'm not okay today. And and it's okay that I'm not okay. Cause I know tomorrow right. I'll be fine. But today I can't, it's not even like pushing through it. It's like I spent the afternoon in bed um, so that I could be here and be focused and, and enjoy your wonderful company. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> You've got to come to South Dakota. <laughs> Bed. I lay in the bed too. See what you just said, and I go, okay, gotta get your iron. Is it your iron? Is your? And I always, you know what? I've always been like young spirited and upbeat. That I have to wake up and go. You'll be fifty-one Christmas Eve, so you feel that little knee crack. I heard my knee do that the other day. I got up and said, "What's that?" <laughs> well, it's part of aging, and I said, "Okay, I embrace you, knee, but I need you." <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel better, we're 50, uh, 59. 59. No, I'll turn 59 in February. I'm just going to stay there, though. I'm yeah. Going. Oh, look amazing. Hello, light. Yeah. <laughs> well, light I, down. I, this is a funny thing. This is a ring light in front of me, and I'm like, well, it's a little bit too bright. I, I don't have no foundation on. See? <laughs> I don't either. Don't sweat. <laughs> I, I look at the boy. Look, I have on a lot of makeup, and I don't. So it's like, I turn it down next time. <laughs> so I really, you guys, I really think that. This is what I want to mention about your, your, you should try to pitch it again this year. Every year, can you re-pitch? Like, can you just keep on pitching yeah, it? Yeah, we way? can, but. It's I expensive. Get, well, it's not only expensive, <laughs> but you know, this whole project is just the two of us. Yeah. And so we've what? produced, we've produced the three PRX radio shows, the, the script, regular videos. We've learned, we've taught ourselves all the videography, everything you see on our YouTube channel. We shot and produced all of that ourselves. We're um, in. We're doing the book. We're doing all of our marketing stuff. We did the website. We did you know? There's an enormous amount of creative of content that we've developed. Okay. Um, and we're finding that we really have to start focusing on, um, frankly, what's going to because we we went all. On doing this, we we so believed in this work that we we sold our home, we cashed out our retirement, we sold almost everything we owned. Wait, yeah. stop for a minute. We're, we're, That's we're, like TV. That's a TV story. Where is where is going? It's, we we went all in, and we can't afford to keep going. We don't have the money for another journey. Wow. We have nothing else to sell. We have nothing else, we have nothing else to sell. We're down, we're down to the last. Um, and this is not to sing a sad tune no, about no, no. what we're doing, but we have to focus on what we're going to, we have to focus on what's going to make some money. That's right. Uh, because otherwise the project it. can't support itself. And so what we're looking at, what we're, where we're concentrating right now is the books and public speaking. 
Uh, that's why we did the TED Talk thing, where, and I'm looking into venues to begin uh, public, you know, both of us public speaking, hopefully her help. Hopefully with my help, yeah. Yeah, because we're much better together than I am by myself. You will be okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we truly believe that. I think any time you follow your dream and follow your heart, um, you know, there was a book a long time ago said, do what you love and the money will follow. <laughs> I don't need. I don't know about that. that yeah, yeah, but but the difference here is that. Trite. Yeah, but I'll I don't right back. think. I, gotta I think the, the confusion with that is that when people hear that, they think do what you love and you'll be wealthy. I don't need to be wealthy. That's right. You I just want to do what you love right now and let it all exactly. fall into place. Exactly. I want to, I want a roof over my head. I want to know I'm going to eat tomorrow. Outside of that, I want to do what I love. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. But he's right. This is still, we still live in a, in a capitalist society and, and money without it, you know, we can't keep going. We can't get the motorcycles repaired. We can't put gas in them, you know, we can't eat dog food. <laughs> It's like you, 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 with everything going on, it's true. You're like, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Well, right now, when we moved to South Dakota, um, I worked part time for a long time. And the last year, two years, so this, I'll come on my second year, I'm working a full time job so that scott can do as much as he can well full-time when i'm not sick right. um, so scott can do as much as he can to keep the business moving mm -hmm. um and that's really important to us i mean it's sometimes there's a disconnect because we're not on the road and i am not knee deep into journeys to love i'm worried about i'm, I'm an accountant how exciting is that but it's for casinos so you love, like numbers. <laughs> you love numbers Oh, I do love numbers. I actually do. Which is hilarious. Because I, I have what's called dyscalculia. I, I can't do, I don't do, it's like dyslexia for numbers. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't see or figure numbers the same way other people do. That's why I was a musician. I only have to count to four. I don't, <laughs> I don't until it's in the bank account. Then all those numbers, are my, I, okay, I can see those numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she always teased me when I do Quicken because my favorite button was the one that said balance adjustment, which is basically the hell I don't know button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, oh, it does, Quicken does work like that. Yeah, it does. And, I, and I'm the one that's going, where's that four cents? Yeah. Where did that four cents go? <laughs> so see, that's why you guys compliment each other oh yeah oh yeah we're very different he's uh i'm, I'm i love to garden which i haven't been able to do because i've been so sick but i love to garden it used to be he was the lawn guy i was the garden person but he's as he's gotten older it's like oh dandelions are pretty i, I, do, all, I do all the cooking she does all the mechanical stuff yeah i didn't get that i love to build she loves to build stuff and fix really? it that's so nice. yeah. yeah i do all the cooking and cleaning and she does all the man stuff. <laughs> I love all the man stuff, baby. It's all about love. It's all about love. When I, when I wrote that book, it was about relationships. And if 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 your partner cheats and you keep him, you love him or you love her. The next, don't bring it up. Leave it because you kept them. Mm -hmm. Love them and keep on going with. It. And if I'm gonna be honest, you know my my mother. She read every book I release. She said, you know, this stuff is kind of hard for people to stick to. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and I was like, yes, you're supposed to still forget about it. Love them. But it's nothing wrong with you saying, 
the fact that you did that, I can't do it. We have to separate because you know why? It's better for you and them to go their separate ways. But if you can stick in there, you gotta not bring it up. It's all right. about it's, love. It's oh, remarkable what, what people can make work. We. One oh, of the very first couples we interviewed, no, no before oh, we even the... hit the road the first year, we were selling off all of our stuff to hit the road, and uh, a couple, elderly couple showed up to go through our garage sale, we sat down at the table and started talking to them, and we figured, they, awesome. they presented themselves like they'd been married, you know, you were expecting, they were married 75 years, yeah, and, they he was, were like and he was in the war, and, and she was, you know, no, no, they'd been married two years, and it was both of their... And it was both of their fourth marriage, and they had kids from every single one of their previous marriages. They had brought eight families together. Wow! And they were glorious and totally sane. I don't know how. They I don't know how they did that. They had enough love between them that they were sort of the. I don't say. Well, they were. They were the black hole, the center of that galaxy. <laughs> Everything was all revolved around them, and it was all love, and it was yeah. just amazing. You never know when. Every I believe everybody have the love, have a love. When I say a love, I mean an individual. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that you're supposed to meet them at 15, or you're supposed to meet them at 20. It can be 80. It can be 70. It's just. I think you have to be mentally open to know that's who it is. Does that make sense? Carrie. Is it something about your heart or your mind? Like you have to be able to know like, yeah. and I don't think something says to you, that's it. It's a magnet in your body that just keep you there. That's how you know. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, yeah, no, actually, I can. We have a. Yeah, we, one of our favorite quotes is right up that alley, and I think it explains it perfectly. We had a leather worker that we had, Montana? No, he was here. No, he in was South here Dakota. in South Dakota. His name is in Belfouche, South Dakota. And he, while we were interviewing he and his wife, Bernadette, we, we, the subject came up, and he said, You know, in love, you don't have to know what you're looking for, you just have to be wise enough to know it when you found it. Wow, it's true. It sounds like just what, yeah, and I, I think that's people don't get it. They go, oh, he's five feet, I'm seven two, so we can't possibly be together because we're right. people. But no, that really maybe it was made for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, every love doesn't have to match all the time. That's what you were saying, you know. Um, well, and I think one of the things that we have found, again, it's comparisons and judgments. One of the things that we found that, that personally cracked me up with single people is that, uh, especially the younger ones, what? they want that perfect spouse or or whatever you call, you know, spouse, significant other. They want that oh, perfect and person. Some... And the first thing I always ask them is, are you perfect? <laughs> oh, people sing. Many social media we've talked to can give you very detailed descriptions of what they're looking for. And I can't help in the back of my head but think, this is just like people without kids telling you how to raise them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know, but you're really cute. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> my, my, one of my teens, he has a I say little girlfriend. She's, she's a little girl. She's a little body frame, just a little. But anyway, they're 17. Yeah, she's tiny. That's a better word to use. And there's seven, she's 18, he's seven, he'll be 18, December 12th, and um, long distance relationship, which is great, yay. 
But I asked him a question. I was writing one of my books, and then sometimes I look at my boys and say, what do you think about this? And I'll say it, what do you think? And you know what he said to me? He thinks the biggest thing both people should learn how to do in a relationship. This is out of the mouth of somebody's seven things. You have to reassure each other that anything that you do that makes them uncomfortable, you'll never do it again. It has to be some type of reassurance. I think when I look at adults, he don't really see a lot of adults apologizing. It's always, a, it's an argument and then you see the next one, everybody's in the kitchen. And not that he's supposed to see that part, but he feels that today in relationships, there isn't enough reassurance that it's not gonna happen again. He used another word though. It's a word he used, but it's, he was like, you have to reassure the person that you're gonna not repeat the same thing that they did. My, my, favorite, my favorite out of that is uh, one of my favorite words, respect. Respect, right, it, it means respect. Any relationship, yeah. yeah. You've okay. gotta have respect for the other person. Yeah, but he's 17 and I'm like, okay, I can go for that. You know, I thought it was pretty, that that's his response. The other twin said, sorry, I'm not having a relationship till later on because it's too much, you know? So I think it's, it's, I always tell them, once someone have your heart, you say, you talk a good game. They turn around and say, remember when you said that? <laughs> what you meant to say or what you wanted to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I have I, I can't wait. I really would think about coming there. I've never thought about it. You really and need there's, to. There's a place for you here anytime you want to come up. And seriously, we, we have a full studio downstairs. So you can you can totally you do write a script and shoot a full movie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I really want you guys to do it when it, it's just everything you did is so perfect. Aww. To me. I'm not listen, I'm not stroking you that's what they say right oh, these jokes. no <laughs> when i was looking at it because what i try to do before i interview someone i try to step into their world i look at what they're offering what they do to connect and i was like this the video when you're on the bike the promo on you and i'm like oh then i start looking at the pictures and i went over and i'm looking at everything and i'm like so why haven't I seen these people on like Lifetime or something? This is something the world needs. And it's so strange because the world knows, people in the world know we need you right now. But but look at me, the world, whoever they are, <laughs> they don't want you to help change that because the longer they keep us this way, the longer the world can operate the way they want it to, whoever they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I'm, it does. Well, that's why I'm gonna spread the word I'm gonna call a couple saying, listen, I'm gonna send you a link. Just look at it together and tell me. <laughs> well, we got, we, got, we got plenty to share. There's, oh, yeah. um, if you want to see some of the book, there's, it's linked on the website. We always oh, put it new is. Yeah, we oh, always put new excerpts. Yeah. yeah, if you go to our journeys, journeystolove.com, you'll see yeah. excerpts from the book, the most recent videos. There, we got a blog page up there. Um, some I saw that. Our sort of background. But the book area said coming soon, and then after no, no, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Scroll down. down. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, but with the book, we only put up one chapter at a time one, per one essay. essay at a time per week yeah, or every, two weeks, every ten, days, yeah. every ten days, and then we take it off. So it, it's not going to. You, you literally can't read the book online. Well, you can you see know, a, you can see a bunch of the previous ones if you go to our Facebook page. Okay. Journeys to Love Facebook page. 
and you can see, yeah, there, there, there's posts. So there. how many books so far? Well, we haven't. We're putting, well, he's we putting it together. The previous one of the previous scripts from the book. Yeah. That's great. Right. Okay. I, I will go on Facebook to bring you. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, I got to go finish dinner up. So. Yep. Listen, we, thank you so much for we get a ton of editing to do here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you what, what? We gave you a ton of editing to do here. It was, it was wonderful. I got a lot of information. You were so interesting. See, I have to come to South Dakota so I can heal you and bring my honey and my tea and my herbs and my... <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. No, you come. Come. Yeah. We'll, show, we'll show you the Badlands and the Crazy Horse. And, oh, yeah, I know my boys will. Black Hills are beautiful. Oh, yeah, they are beautiful. Yep. yep. No, let you got to come up. You got to come up. Just let us know. Give us a couple weeks so I can take some time from work. We'll show you some country that'll blow your mind. It'll be good. Uh, yeah. Don't try to throw. Now it's a couple of weeks before you was like, come up. Then it's a couple. Don't throw changes in there. <laughs> Listen, when I call you, I'm going to have the podcast, my audio part rolling. I'm going to see the response. I'm gonna call. So I like to come up and like, look, I'm letting you know. All the audience to hear him say, Remember, she said that y'all heard him. <laughs> oh, I'll give you a couple of weeks, guarantee. What's the best season? What is the best season for where you live? At? Um, I what would say spring or fall because yeah, summer gets pretty well. Crazy. Fall, yeah, fall after because we're 11. I don't know if you know you're familiar with the Sturgis motorcycle rally. No, it's <laughs> oh. you don't want to come up during no. that time. The Sturgis oh, rally, all there, they all over. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. And becomes, most of them don't know how to ride. We're 11 miles from Sturgis, and during the, those 10 days of Sturgis, that becomes the largest city in South Dakota. A town of 3,000 people. They put 865,000 people in there this year. This year. Wow. Oh. They yeah. had up to one and a half million. One and a half million. And they're yeah, motorcycle riders from all over the United States, and it's. And it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. It's not fun. No, we we try to be out of town. Yeah, we Sturgis. usually try so, to leave. So after Sturgis is usually the second week of August. So okay. after that, because we're we're at, right up from Spearfish Canyon, which is one of the most glorious motorcycle Beautiful. roads in the yeah. U.S. And where the trees turn, the aspens and the birches turn, and and the mountains just light up here it's so uh, the fall early fall early fall or late spring yeah because it snows here a lot (laughs) yeah yeah unless you like the snowmobile then which we have a lot of up here too you got a snowmobile i've never done it we we have not tried it before but it's big up here it's huge up here when most of the people park their motorcycles they get their snowmobiles out Love yeah, it. It's like motorcycles on skis. Yeah, yeah we haven't tried it yet. Sounds like fun though. But no, so so spring after the snows are done. And so early, and June. Early autumn. June is awesome. Yeah. June. Yeah. And that's a nice time to plan from now, right? Yeah. All right. Well, now you know what you're doing with your early summer. And guess what? Like I said before, the audience will be listening when I call. I want the real reaction. And I. They, it's they get all the time. You can. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you too. Thank you. This was wonderful. If you want to do it again, when we actually answer your questions, just We <laughs> will. Okay, we'll do it again. Just stay straight on Journeys of Love, but I'm still posting this because this 
Awesome. Have a good night. You take a great night, Mahani. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.